Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading Freddy and Katie. Once there was a man named Freddy and a woman named Katie who got married and began living together in wedlock. One day, Freddy said, I'm going to the field, Katie. When I return, I want some roast meat on the table to take care of my hunger and a cool drink for my thirst. Just run along, Freddy, Katie answered. Just go. I'll have everything ready the way you want it. When noontime drew near, she got a sausage from the chimney, put it in a frying pan, added butter, and set it on the fire. The sausage began to fry and sizzle, and while Katie was standing there and holding the handle of the pan, she began thinking, and it occurred to her, you could go down into the cellar and draw the beer before the sausage is done. She fixed the pan so it would not tip, took a tankard, and went down into the cellar, where she began to draw the beer. As the beer was flowing into the tankard and Katie was gazing at it, she suddenly recalled, Hey, the dog's upstairs, and since he's not tied up, he could go get the sausage from the pan. Oh, it's a lucky thing I thought of that. She ran up the cellar stairs in a jiffy, but her spitz had already grabbed the sausage with his jaws and was dragging it along the ground. Still, Katie was quick to act. She ran after him and chased him a long way over the fields, but the dog was faster and clasped the sausage tightly as he dashed off with it beyond her reach. "'What's gone is gone,' said Katie, who turned back home. Since she was tired from running, she walked very slowly and cooled herself off. In the meantime, the beer continued to flow from the keg, for Katie had forgotten to shut the tap. When the tankard became full and there was no more room in it, the beer flowed over onto the cellar floor until the whole keg was empty. As soon as Katie reached the top of the stairs, she saw the accident and cried out, "'Heavens, how are you going to keep Freddy from noticing it?' She thought for a while until she finally remembered a sack with fine wheat flour that was still up in the loft. It had been bought at the last fair, and she thought it would be a good idea to fetch it and sprinkle it over the beer. "'Yes,' she said, "'a stitch in time saves nine. She climbed up to the loft, brought down the sack, and threw it right on the tankard full of beer, causing it to topple. Now even Freddy's drink swam about in the cellar. "'That's quite all right,' said Katie. "'They all belong in the same boat together.' Then she scattered the flour all over the cellar. When she was finished, she was tremendously pleased with her work and said, "'How clean and neat everything looks here.' At noon, Freddy came home and said, "'Well, wife, what have you made for me?' "'Oh, Freddy,' she answered, "'I wanted to fry a sausage for you, "'but while I was drawing the beer in the cellar, "'the dog came and made off with the pan.' Then, while I was chasing the dog, the beer ran over, and as I went to dry up the beer with the wheat flour, I knocked over the tankard. But don't get upset. The cellar is all dry again. Katie, Katie, he said, you shouldn't have done that. Just think. You let the sausage be carried off, you let the beer run out of the keg, and on top of it, you squandered our fine flour. Well, Freddy, I didn't know that. You should have told me. If that's the way your wife is, Freddy thought, then you'd better take precautions. Now, Freddy had saved up a nice sum in dollars that he finally changed into gold, and he went to Katie and said, Look, these here are yellow chips, and I'm going to put them in a pot and bury them in the stable under the cow's manger. Make sure you keep away from them, or I'll teach you a lesson. Don't worry, Freddy, she said. 
I promise not to touch them. Soon after, while Freddy was away, some peddlers came to the village selling clay pots and bowls, and they asked the young woman whether she wanted to trade with them. Oh, you're so kind, she said. I don't have any money, and I can't buy anything. But if you can use yellow chips, I'll make a trade with you. Yellow chips? Why not? But we'd like to have a look first. Well, just go into the barn and dig under the cow's manger, and you'll find the yellow chips. I'm not allowed to go in there. The scoundrels went there, dug up the ground, and found pure gold. Then they put it in their pack and ran off, leaving the pots and bowls behind in the house. Kitty thought she should make use of her new kitchenware, but since there was already so much of it in the kitchen, she knocked the bottoms out of all the new pots and hung them as ornaments on the fence poles all around the house. When Freddy came and saw the new ornaments, he asked, "'Katie, what have you done?' "'Well, Freddy, I bought them with the yellow chips that were buried under the cow's manger. I didn't go near them myself. I made the peddlers dig them up.' "'Oh, wife,' said Freddy, "'what have you done? They weren't yellow chips. They were pure gold, our entire fortune. You should not have done that.' "'Well, Freddy,' she said, "'I didn't know that. You should have told me before.' Katie stood there a while and tried to think of something. Finally, she said, "'Listen, Freddy, we can get the gold back. Let's run after the thieves.' "'All right,' said Freddy. "'Let's try it, but take some butter and cheese so that we may have something to eat along the way.' "'Yes, Freddy, I'll take some along.' They set out on foot, and since Freddy was faster, Katie trailed after him. "'It's to my advantage,' she thought. "'If we turn back, then I'll have a head start.' Now she came to a hill where there were deep wagon ruts on both sides of the road. Just look, said Katie. They've trampled and torn apart the poor earth so that it's all beaten up. It will never get well again as long as it lives. Out of the kindness of her heart, she took out the butter and smeared the ruts on the right and left so that they would not be hurt so much by the wheels. While she was performing this charitable work and was bending over, a cheese rolled out of her pocket and down the hill. I've already climbed up the hill once, said Katie, and I'm not going down again. Let some other cheese run down and fetch it back. So she took another cheese and rolled it down the hill. However, this cheese did not come back either, so she sent a third one after it and thought, perhaps they don't like to walk alone and are waiting for company. When all three of them failed to return, she said, I'm not sure what all this means, but it's possible that the third one didn't find the way and has gone astray. I'll just send a fourth to call them all back. The fourth did not do the job any better than the third. Then Katie became so annoyed that she threw the fifth and sixth down the hill too, and they were the last she had. For a while she stood and waited for them to come back, but when they did not return she said, Oh, you're just the right ones to send in search of death because you really drag your feet. Do you think I'm going to wait for you any longer? I'm moving on, and you can catch up with me. You've got younger legs than mine. Katie went on and found Freddy, who had stopped to wait for her because he wanted something to eat. Now let's have some of the food you brought along. She handed him the dry bread. Where's the butter and cheese? her husband asked. Oh, Freddy, said Katie, I smeared the ruts with the butter, and the cheese will soon be here. One got away from me, and so I sent the others after it. You shouldn't have done that, Katie, said Freddy. Just think. 
You smeared the butter on the road, and you let the cheese roll down the hill. Well, Freddy, you should have told me. They ate the dry bread together, and Freddy said, Katie, did you lock up the house before you left? No, Freddy, you should have told me before. Well, then go home and lock it up before we continue on our way. Also, bring something else to eat with you. I'll wait for you here. As Katie began walking back, she began thinking. Freddy obviously wants something else to eat. Since he doesn't like butter and cheese, I'll bring him some dried pears and a handkerchief and a jug full of vinegar to drink. When she was about to leave the house again, she bolted the upper half of the door and took the lower half off the hinges. Then she carried it on her back because she thought the house would be safer if she kept the door with her. Then she took her time walking back since she thought to herself, Freddy will have all the more time to rest himself. Once she reached her husband again, Katie said, There, Freddy, now you have the house door, and you'll be able to keep the house safe yourself. Oh, God, he said, what a clever wife I've got. She takes off the lower half of the door so that anyone can walk in, and she bolts the upper half. Now it's too late to go home again, but since you brought the door here, you'll carry it the rest of the way yourself. I don't mind carrying the door, Freddy, but the dried pears and the jug of vinegar are too heavy for me. I'll hang them on the door and let the door carry them. Now they went into the forest to look for the thieves, but they did not find them. When it finally became dark, they climbed up into a tree to spend the night. No sooner were they sitting up high than some men came along who tend to carry off things that do not want to be carried away and who tend to find things before they are lost. They camped out right beneath the tree in which Freddy and Katie were sitting. They made a fire and began to divide their loot. Freddy climbed down the other side of the tree and gathered some stones, after which he climbed back. He wanted to throw the stones at the thieves to kill them. However, he missed, and the thieves cried out, Soon it will be morning, and the wind's knocking down the pine cones. Katie was still carrying the door on her back, and since it was so heavy and weighing her down, she thought the dried pears were to blame and said, Freddy, I've got to throw the dried pears down. No, Katie, not now, he answered. They could give us away. Oh, Freddy, I've got to. They're too heavy for me. Well, then do it, for all I care. She rolled the pears down between the branches, and the thief said, Here come some bird droppings. Shortly afterward, since the door was still very heavy on her back, Katie said, Oh, Freddy, I've got to pour out the vinegar. No, Katie, you mustn't do that. It could give us away. Oh, Freddy, I've got to. It's too heavy for me. Well, then do it, for all I care. She poured out the vinegar, and it splattered all over the thieves. The dew's already falling, the men said to one another. Finally, Katie thought, could it be the door that's been weighing me down? And she said, Freddy, I've got to throw the door down. No, Katie, that would give us away. Oh, Freddy, I've got to. It's too heavy for me. No, Katie, hold on to it tight. Oh, Freddy, I'm going to let it drop. All right, Freddy said irritably. Let it drop for all I care. Then the door fell down with a great crash, and the thieves below cried out, The devil's coming down the tree! They cleared out and left everything behind. The next morning, when Freddy and Katie came down the tree, they found all their gold again and carried it home.
When they were home once more, Freddy said, Katie, you've got to be industrious and work hard now. Yes, Freddy, of course I will. I'll go into the field and cut down the fruit. When Katie went into the field, she said to herself, Should I eat before I cut, or should I sleep before I cut? I think I'll eat. So Katie ate and became tired from eating. When she started to cut some fruit, she began daydreaming and cut all her clothes to pieces, her aprons, her dress, and her blouse. Upon snapping out of her dream, she stood there half-naked and said to herself, Is that me, or is it someone else? Oh, that's not me. Meanwhile, it was already night, and Katie ran into the village and knocked on her husband's window. Freddy, she called out. What is it? I'd like to know if Katie's inside. Yes, yes, answered Freddy. She's probably lying down asleep. Good, she said. Then I'm clearly at home already. And she ran off. Outside the village, Katie came across some thieves who were planning a theft. She went up to them and said, I'm going to help you steal. The thieves thought she knew her way around the region and agreed to let her join them. Then Katie went in front of the houses and called out, Folks, do you have anything you want stolen? This won't do, thought the thieves, and they wished they could get rid of Katie. There's a turnip patch owned by the parson outside the village, they said to her. We want you to go there and pull up some of the turnips for us. Katie went to the patch and began to pull up some turnips, but she was so lazy that she remained in a crouched position. Soon a man came by, stopped, watched her, and thought the devil was tearing up all the turnips in the patch. So he ran to the parson in the village and said, Parson, the devil's in your turnip patch, and he's tearing up all your turnips. Oh, God, exclaimed the parson. I've got a lame foot and can't run out to banish him. I'll carry you on my back, said the man, and he carried him out to the field. When they got to the turnip patch, Katie straightened herself up. Oh, it's really the devil, the parson cried, and they both rushed off. Indeed, since his fright was so great, the parson was able to run faster with his lame foot than the man who had carried him with his two sound legs. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments. Or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.